You're listening to CAC Radio, Eastern Kentucky's best internet radio station. Do you have a home church? Are you looking for a place that you can bring your family and receive love and encouragement? Then welcome to Cornerstone Apostolic Church, where you'll find a safe place for you and your family, a place where praise and worship is encouraged and the preaching and teaching of God's Word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. church every day. Home Bible study 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. 
Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. It is Thursday. It's the seventh day of September. Coming up, uh, some special announcements we need to make mention of. Glad you joined us today. We had a little bit of rain this morning, and then it started uh, having a little sunshine pop out. So hopefully all the rain has passed us for the rest of the day. And looking at our announcements, we want to make sure that everyone knows to sign up for the Christmas program on the back podium. Also, tomorrow night at 6 p.m., going to have a special recognition dinner for me and Sister McKinney, 46 years of being married. And then on Sunday, September the 17th, we're going to have Brother Cornelius Harper for the 11 a.m. service only. So make sure you make plans to attend that service. Also, Pipeful Apostolic Church will be celebrating our 11th anniversary service. That'll be Sunday, September the 17th at 2 p.m. Brother Cornelius Harper is going to be our guest speaker at the anniversary dinner and a cookout following. Also, CAC Homecoming Services, Saturday, October the 21st, 7 p.m., October 22nd at 11 a.m. Brother George Scott's going to be with us again this year, and we're just excited about that. We just confirmed with him that uh, he would be able to make it. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be with us. And then Harvest Time Crusade, Friday, November the 17th, 7 p.m., Brother Buddy Puckett. Saturday, November the 18th, 7 p.m., Brother James Chesser. And Sunday, November the 19th, 11 a.m., Brother Michael Maupin. And then we right here at CAC Daily ICAST are going to be celebrating our 10th anniversary service. And that's going to be December the 5th of this year. So, yeah, all because of you faithful viewers. We also have prayer requests that we need to make mention of. I will mention the last 10, but uh, we want to remember all of them. They are scrolling on your screen. Let's remember Annie Thacker, Raymond Thacker, Lindsay LeBlanc, Nancy Brown, Reed Darnell, Tito Ratliff, Marvin Bentley, Hannah DeBarge, Deacon DeBarge, and Barbara Dove. Let's remember all of these in prayer. If you have a prayer request or a testimony or something that you would like to put in the uh, prayer um, and put on our prayer list and have us mention. You can do that several ways. You can put it in the comment section or the chat room, or you can call in at 606-282-4108, or you can email those to prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org. We got a good praise report uh, yesterday. Uh, I went over and had prayer with uh, Sister Tito Ratliff, who had taken a stroke wasn't able to move her arm or leg on her right side, couldn't uh, put sentences together or talk. And so uh, they uh, decided to transfer her to UK hospital in Lexington, Kentucky. And uh, so after we had prayer, they transferred her, got a call last night that they haven't done anything but, you know, CT scans and, and that type of stuff, MRIs, the brain shows nothing wrong. Uh, she's starting to talk. She's starting to move her right arm. And it's just a miracle of 
the Lord. So we give the Lord the praise, the honor, and the glory for that. And we're looking for her to make a full recovery. Well, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer as we open up today's broadcast. Lord, we come before your presence. We're thankful, Lord, that you are our healer, our provider, our savior. You are everything we need. And Lord, I pray that you would move in a mighty miraculous way for each and every viewer today, whatever their needs are, that they'll be met. But most of all, they will give their life to you and serve you all the days of their life. I'm thankful, Lord, for the praise report for Sister Tito. I pray that you would continue to bless her to get stronger every day and to get her strength back in her leg and her arm and that she can come home and come to church like she wants to. And, Lord, we're going to give you the praise for what you've already done. We know that all of those on the prayer list need a touch. I pray that you would bring healing to them and provision. I pray that you would touch our viewers today, come into their homes where they are, and bless them. I'm thankful, Lord, for the broadcast and this platform that we can use. Bless us to use it wisely, that you would get honor from everything we say and do. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Well, we had a, a guest last night. Uh, that uh, was um, at CAC, and we certainly appreciate them, and they talk like that they're just going to come back and make that their home church. So we're excited about that. I've I've been uh, teaching on revival. I've been teaching about revival, and we're starting to see revival. Uh, we baptized one a few weeks back, and then we had a guest last night, and uh, we've had uh, some some folks that have told us that they're coming, and uh, we're just waiting to see them come through the door. And so we just don't know what the Lord's got in store, but I feel revival is getting ready to break out right here in Cornerstone Apostolic Church, and I feel it's going to bleed right on over into Pikeville, and we're going to have revival at Pikeville. So uh, we're looking forward to seeing what the Lord's going to do. Um, I just confirmed, as we said, with Brother George Scott, that uh, we will be having him for our homecoming services. Looking forward to that. That is in October. If you would like to know all of our events and upcoming uh, dates and, and uh, things that's going on at CAC or PAC, you can check us out on our website cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the calendar of events, or you can go to pikefulapostolic.org and click on the calendar there, and you can find all of the events going on. Well, it was raining earlier this morning, thunderstorm actually, but uh, looking at our current uh, weather, well, it is sunshine right now, just cloudy and sunshine and uh, episodes of sunshine with a thunderstorm in spots, but not as uh, not as warm, but humid, and going to be seventy seven degrees. Ooh. So on Friday it's going to be eighty degrees and partly sunny. Ooh. And then on Saturday, let's just go through the weekend and see what Saturday and Sunday's going to hold. Looks like Saturday's going to be a shower in places in the morning. Otherwise, intervals of clouds and sun. And looks like Sunday going to be clouded and humid with a thunderstorm in spots. 72 for the high. 
Well, that's that's pretty good to uh, to have a 77 degree day today, and uh, looks like the rain has passed by. If we look at our current radar, uh, you can see that uh, we do have nothing right now going on in East Kentucky. But what you do have to look at is maybe, just maybe, this slow-moving rain right there looks like it's down just come past Corbin, maybe uh, Somerset, and uh, looks like that it's uh, it's headed this way. So we could have another another bout of showers or a thunderstorm coming our way. So just keep that in mind if you're out and about. Keep your eye on the sky, and that way you won't get caught in a rainstorm. So that's what's going on in our little part of the world. We hope that you are having a great day wherever you are from the East Coast to the West Coast and around the world. Thank you for being a part of the broadcast and uh, for being with us today so that we can, uh, we can you know, use, utilize this platform to fellowship with people all across the U.S. and around the world. So uh, thank you for joining us today. Well, let's see if we can't just get started this morning. We're reading our way through the Old Testament. Once we get through with the Old Testament, we're going to just continue right into the New Testament. So um, let's get started on that. Second Samuel chapter 10. And it came to pass after this that the king of the children of Ammon died, and Hanan his son reigned in his stead. Then said David, I will show kindness unto Hanun, the son of Nahash, as his father showed kindness unto me. And David sent to comfort him by the hand of his servants for his father. And David's servants came into the land of the children of Ammon. And the princes of the children of Ammon said unto Hanun their lord, Thinkest thou that David doth honor thy father, that he hath sent comforters unto thee? Hath not David rather sent his servants unto thee to search the city, and to spy it out, and to overthrow it? Wherefore Hanan took David's servants, and shaved off the one half of their beards, and cut off their garments in the middle, even to their buttocks, and sent them away. When they told it unto David, he sent to meet them, because the men were greatly ashamed. And the king said, Tarry at Jericho until your beards be grown, and then return. And when the children of Ammon saw that they stank before David, the children of Ammon sent and hired the Syrians of Beth-Rehob and the Syrians of Zobah, twenty thousand footmen, and of King Maacah a thousand men, and of Ishtob twelve thousand men. And when David heard of it, he sent Joab and all the host of the mighty men. And the children of Ammon came out and put the battle in array at the entering in of the gate. And the Syrians of Zobah and of Rehob and Ishtab and Maacah were by themselves in the field. When Joab saw that the front of the battle was against him before and behind, he chose of all the choice men of Israel and put them in array against the Syrians. And the rest of the people he delivered into the hand of Abishai his brother, that he might put them in array against the children of Ammon. And he said, If the Syrians be too strong for me, then thou shalt help me. But if the children of Ammon be too strong for thee, then I will come and help thee. Be of good courage, and let us play the men for our people and for the cities of our God, and the Lord do that which seemeth him good. 
And Joab drew nigh, and the people that were with him, unto the battle against the Syrians, and they fled before him. And when the children of Ammon saw that the Syrians were fled, then fled they also before Abishai, and entered into the city. So Joab returned from the children of Ammon, and came to Jerusalem. And when the Syrians saw that they were smitten before Israel, they gathered themselves together. And Hadarezer sent and brought out the Syrians that were beyond the river. And they came to Helam, and Shobak, the captain of the host of Hadarezer, went before them. And when it was told David, he gathered all Israel together, and passed over Jordan, and came to Helam. And the Syrians set themselves in array against David, and fought with him. And the Syrians fled before Israel, and David slew the men of seven hundred chariots of the Syrians, and forty thousand horsemen, and smote Shobak, the captain of their host, who died there. And when all the kings that were servants to Hadarezer saw that they were smitten before Israel, they made peace with Israel and served them. So the Syrians feared to help the children of Ammon any more. Currently 69 degrees outside my window pane with the sun shining. And that was chapter number 10 of 2 Samuel that we're reading our way through the Old Testament. And now it's time for us to do a little something. Have you got a minute? Well, of course you do. Everybody has a minute, right? Minutes just 60 seconds. So here we got 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. In 1 John 4 and 4, it says... Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Do you ever feel outnumbered? Do you ever feel like you're being challenged on every level of your faith? Do you sometimes feel like the Goliaths of this world are winning the battle? Sometimes we just need to be reminded of who lives in us. The New Living Translation says it this way, But you belong to God, my dear children. You've already won a victory over these people because the spirit that lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. The greater lives in you. And that is 60 seconds with the pastor. Just a minute of inspiration. Reading a verse to you or two and then giving you a little comment, so we're glad that uh, you have joined us today on this seventh day of September as we gather together on this beautiful day in East Kentucky. That's right, it's sunshiny and going to be about 77 degrees, so going to be a beautiful day, 69 currently outside the studio. Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 12 noon.
What time is it? I'll tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC Trivia Question of the Day. CAC Trivia Question of the Day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice Phelps Radio and Television Broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live links Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world, that's Q95FM. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, today's trivia question, how many undefiled... Stand on Mount Zion with the Lamb in Revelation. How many undefiled stand on Mount Zion with the Lamb in Revelation? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It will take you where you need to go. And uh, we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. And speaking of results, we do have the results of yesterday's trivia question. Well, yesterday's trivia question was simply this. What is the alternate name used in Scripture for the disciple Bartholomew? And out of those that participated, it looks like 100% of you got it correct with the correct answer, Nathaniel. So 100% of you got it correct and... Thank you for participating in yesterday's trivia question. And you can participate in uh, today's trivia question. All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily or any of our other Facebook pages, and you can find it there. So uh, you can participate in that, and we'll have the results on tomorrow's broadcast. And, of course, um, we got... um, Coming up, our teaching session in just about seven minutes. And, of course, we like to do a little something-something that we like to bring up this time of the broadcast. This is the Commonwealth Minute, brought to you by Commonwealth Policy Center. Richard Nelson is the executive director. And here we go with Legalized Sports Betting is Launching. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. Today is the first day Kentuckians can legally place bets on sporting events. Now, many gamblers are enthusiastic, but not every Kentuckian shares the same sentiments. The rising popularity of sports gambling in America has been accompanied by dramatic increases in gambling addiction, particularly among young men. Also, many professional athletes are gambling on games, despite prohibitions. Since the beginning of summer, 10 NFL players have been suspended because they've been involved with gambling, and pro golfer Phil Mickelson 
Nicholson has allegedly bet a billion dollars on various sporting events. Now, state-sponsored gambling exploits Kentuckians, especially the most economically disadvantaged. Another consideration here is that sports gambling has the potential to corrupt the integrity of our sporting events. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC4Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. And that was Richard Nelson on the Commonwealth Minute, dealing with things that not only deal with Commonwealth, but worldwide and nationwide that will eventually work its way into the Commonwealth. Um, well, this is episode number 141 of our episodes for this year. We usually hit about 200, but we're not going to hit that mark this year. And, uh, the reason being is because of holidays and different things. And, uh, yeah, so uh, we're not going to hit that. But we will end up, when we celebrate our 10th anniversary in December, with about 2,100 episodes. And uh, so we will be celebrating and talking more about that in the near future. And uh, also, this is the 250th day of the year. That's right, out of 365, it's the 250th day of the year. And, uh, well, let's see if we can't just do a little something we ain't done in a while. And that is simply this day in history. You know, kind of want to know what happened on this day in history? Well... We'll let you know what happened, because on this day in history, well, there's some things always happen. United States nickname Uncle Sam. Yeah, on this day in history. 1876, Minnesotians. Attack the James Younger criminal gang. 1776, world's first submarine attack. those things were just things that happened on this day in history. Uh, you can find all of the things that and more just by going to history.com. So go check it out. And uh, let's see what else we got going on here. Um, well, uh, I've got an article. I just want to, we got about three minutes. I want to, uh, before we have our teaching session, this is by brother Ron Wolford. Uh, this is uh, pastor of the River United Pentecostal Church in Parsons, Tennessee. And he wrote an article, Our Message is Anchored, Our Methods Are Not. He says there are two foundations of all biblical theology. Number one, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And number two, be ye holy even as I am holy. Everything we believe and teach from the Word traces back to those foundations. The doctrines of the oneness of the Godhead, Jesus' name, baptism, Holy Spirit in filling, and sanctification are all anchored in the Bible. We can hold these timeless truths in our hands and read them on a regular basis until they become embedded in our hearts, minds, and lives. 
The fact that our Bible has been preserved throughout the centuries show just how important communicating truth is to the Lord. Timeless truths demand respect and honor. The preservation of his word and how the word is conveyed is just as important to God as was the preservation of the contents of the Ark of the Covenant and the way the Ark was transported. When truth is carried in godly ways, blessings will follow. The fact we read and hear these truths from a modern Bible through modern means is proof the message can be preserved while the method of the communication can change with the times. People can bless a changing method that does not compromise his unchanging word. Well, that's so true. You know, we, we have different ways of presenting truth. We have different ways of, of presenting, um, you know, the Bible to a generation, but we never, ever change the truth of the word. It's forever settled in heaven. You got to preach it line upon line and precept upon precept. Teach it same way. That's why when you come to CAC Daily ICAST, you're going to find that we're going to try our best to teach every word of God, every chapter, every book, and we're going to do it line upon line and precept upon precept. Well, speaking of teaching, it is time for us to take our little break because we got to clear up the lags so that we can record these, put them on the archives, and people can watch them on their own time. So don't touch that any key. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome to A Little Bit of Church Every Day, Home Bible Study 21st Century Style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word.
Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. Just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style. I'm Richard D. McKinney. I'll be teaching today in the book of Revelation. As we start our study in the book of Revelation, we will try our best to uh, go as in-depth as we can and try our best to rightly divide the word of truth and expound it fully so we all leave with more knowledge than we came. So in the book of Revelation, uh, we're going to just pick up in verse number one, chapter one and verse number one. And uh, we want you to follow along with us. So let's just get started. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant, John who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. And I just want to stop right there because uh, we're going to work our way through uh, the uh, the New Testament uh, and also uh, Revelation. So we want to just go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to bless us today as we study in the book of Revelation. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us today to study your word, not only reading it, but to expound it fully and rightly divide it so that we can all leave here with more knowledge than we came. Help us, Lord, with wisdom and knowledge that we may be able to expound it fully in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, of course, when we first start seeing what Revelation is about, uh, Revelation actually means a revealing, a revealing. When you talk about a revelation of his word, a revelation of truth, a revelation of some subject, uh, it's a revealing. It's removing the veil and revealing what uh, the Lord wants us to know. So revelation, um, it, it comes from, uh, and this is why sometimes you will hear about uh, a reference called the uh, uh, apocalypse. And because this word revelation comes from a Greek word, which is apocalypsis, apocalypsis. And it means removing of a veil. And this is an open book. This is not a closed book. Uh, you can read that in Revelation 22 and 10. And also, uh, if you uh, kind of look at Daniel and Revelation together, uh, you will see a lot of the same things that is taught, uh, things that Daniel saw, things that John saw, and how they are described. So uh, that those two books kind of go hand in hand. Uh, you can go in Daniel and you can find uh, some references to what we're studying uh, today. But uh, shortly, uh, in verse 1, it just begins to say, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. Now, that word shortly is not 
soon or near, but it's actually talking about suddenly. It will suddenly come to pass. You know, a lot of times when you look at that and you say, well, you know, uh, if it says it shall shortly come to pass, you know, that was written a long time ago. And, um, and so it doesn't mean that word shortly doesn't mean, uh, for us to think it's going to happen in, uh, a week or two weeks or a month. That wasn't what John was trying to convey. He was trying to convey actually that the, uh, this was going to happen, uh, uh, suddenly when it happens, it's going to happen suddenly. That's very important to understand because uh, a lot of times when we read the Word of God, if we just read the Word of God and don't look into uh, the uh, the Word of God, we find sometimes it's hard to understand uh, words that we use. Because if I say uh, things that are shortly going to come to pass, I'm talking about maybe a week or two weeks or a month. But this is talking about they're going to come suddenly. So I wanted to to keep that in mind uh, as we study this. Now, it goes on to say uh, that these were revealed, uh, you know, the revelation. And, and when you talk about the book of Revelation, of course, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? The revealing of who Jesus is. That, that's a great, just a great understanding within itself. Not only did Jesus tell people who he was, revelation brings the understanding. The veil drops down. Remember in the, uh, in the New Testament when Jesus was crucified and the veil in the temple was rent in twain? It let you see, man see, into the Holy of Holies that was only accessible once a year by the high priest only, but now everybody has access to the Spirit of God. Everybody can go to the throne, boldly approach the throne of grace. Everybody has an opportunity to talk to the Lord. So uh, this is kind of what has happened. The veil is being let down to reveal who Jesus Christ is. Now, not only uh, was this a great revelation? It was signified, and and that word signified means symbolized, uh, to show by a sign. It's a word used for Jesus's miracle, uh, for a deeper message. So therefore, it's to show by a sign. So it signified it by his angel unto his servant John. So we know now that. Uh, John is the one writing and the one that is uh, conveying this revelation of Jesus Christ. So um, these are things which he saw. John saw things that uh, he began to write, some things he couldn't write because he was told not to reveal it or not to write it. Uh, it was for a later time, but he began to write the things he was allowed to write so that we could study this and not only study this, but also see and be aware of the Antichrist, how the how the Antichrist is going to work in the world, how the Antichrist is going to work with countries and leaders, and also reveal just how 
the Lord, the signs, I guess you could say, the signs and knowing when the Lord, uh, his coming is near. And I believe that all we got to do is look around. He said, as it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Lot, that's how it's going to be when he comes back. We're in those days. Do I know the day? No. Do you know the day? Absolutely not. Does anybody know the day? No. But when the Lord gives us these signs, look up because our redemption is drawing nigh. So uh, why does Revelation use symbols? That might be a good uh, thing to uh, just talk about uh, with these uh, symbols that he's showing uh, because he, he says, blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy. So we need to read it and we also need to hear. There's a big difference in reading something and hearing something. Uh, because if you look at, um, uh, if you look at, uh, different versions of what verse number uh, three says, it says uh, in the ESV, blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. God blesses, the New Living Translation says, the one who reads the words of this prophecy of the uh, to the church, reads them to the church, and he blesses all who listen to its message and obey what it says for the time is near. And then of course you can go to the message Bible and it says, how blessed the reader, how blessed the hearers and keepers of these oracle words, all the words written in this book, this uh, the, uh, time is just about up. So you can see that, that the message of verse three is that you're blessed. If you read it out loud, you're blessed. If you read it to the church, you're blessed. If the church hears it and also just be aware the time is at hand, it's near. So, um, looking at that, uh, we, we go to verse number four and John begins to see some symbols, and he starts to see uh, things that uh, represent uh, things that God wants us to know, but they're in symbols. They're uh, sometimes symbolic. They're sometimes uh, talking about, you know, when you talk about a beast and, and ten horns, there's, there's symbolism with that. So that's why Revelation a lot of times is hard to understand because of the symbolism but that's not to uh, discourage us from reading it and hearing it and discussing it. So why does Revelation use symbols? Um, we could say it's kind of a spiritual code to protect first century Christians. We could say symbolic language is not weakened by time. The symbols remain the same. And symbols impart information with emotion. So verse 3, talking about being blessed, uh, there are uh, seven blessings in the book of Revelation. Revelation 1 and 3, 14 and 13, 16 and 15, 19 and 9, 20 and 6, 22 and 7, and chapter 22 and 14. So there's seven blessings 
in Revelation. There are also seven curses in Revelation. So verse 3 says that the time is at hand. And of course, uh, the church must believe in the imminent return of Jesus Christ. We must be expecting it. Don't think that time is going to continue. Don't think that things are going to go on as they are right now. Things are changing. Our world is changing. It doesn't take much for people to agree today that our world is changing, not for the better, but for the worse. It's becoming more uh, evil, more immoral. With that understood, we understand that the end time is closing in because that's how it's going to be. Uh, you know, uh, the love is of many is going to wax cold uh, in the last days. Evil is going to get worse and worse. Evil's going to abound. Uh, you know, so uh, when you read those things in the Word, it's trying to warn us. When you start seeing things going downhill. That's right, moving away from from God, moving away from the Bible, moving away from doing what's right, then look up, get ready, the day is at hand. So we got to believe in the imminent return of uh, the Lord. Now, verse 4 gives us some insight into who John is speaking about the revelation of. Remember, it's the revelation. We talk about revelation, and sometimes we put an S on it. We say the revelations, but it's actually revelation, singular, uh, of Jesus Christ. Now, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, these are actually written, these letters. John is revealing this to the seven churches in Asia. This was uh, not only uh, churches, physical churches, but it's also in types and shadows for us today to have it revealed to us so that we can receive that. Because if we just say, oh, that was just for those seven churches in Asia, it's not for us, then we'll miss some stuff. So symbolism, remember symbolism is very important in the book of Revelation. Now we find that first of all, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be to you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come. Now notice this, which is, which was, and which is to come. This is the Greek exposition of God's Old Testament reference, I am. Remember when Moses was going to go down into Egypt and he was going to uh, say, well, if the people ask me who sent me, what am I going to tell them? Who am I going to tell them sent me? And he said, I am that I am. Well, when you read this particular uh, chapter and, and verse number four, uh, let me bring this up. I, I'm sorry. I thought I had that up on the split screen, but I did not. Uh, we see that it says from, and this is who it's from, from him which is and which was and which is to come. That is the Greek equivalent 
And that's what we have to understand. The Greek equivalent or Greek exposition of God's Old Testament name and reference, I am. Keep that in mind. That'll come in handy here in just a little bit. And from the seven spirits which are before his throne. Now, um, don't want to spend too much time on those seven spirits uh, because... um, you know, seven is God's perfect number. It signifies fullness. It's a completion. Um, and since the seven spirits are not expounded here, uh, we just accept what it says that there are, and uh, I'll, I'll back up, um, and from the seven spirits which are before the throne. So we will just leave it at that. Because uh, remember, God's perfect number is seven, and uh, he, uh, it signifies perfection, fullness, and also completion. So uh, we can look at those seven spirits as being complete uh, so that everything that's coming to John is going to be complete. It's going to be complete. It's going to be whole. It's going to be uh, signifying that, uh, you know, it's, it's the fullness of understanding. So with that said, then we move on to verse number five, and it says, from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead. And uh, so we see that uh, Jesus Christ is the first begotten of the dead. He was the first one to raise from the dead to never die again. So that's that's, you know, when you talk about the first resurrection, uh, you know, that's when the saints of God are going to get up and and so uh blessed is he that hath part in the first resurrection. So sometimes people refer to resurrection in different parts. They say Jesus is the first fruits, of course he is, because this says that. He's the first begotten of the dead. Uh, Then the church is going to rise. And then after the church, then, of course, the wicked dead are going to rise, and they're going to stand before the great white throne judgment. But looking at this, we see that uh, it's from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth. Unto him that loved us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood. So there's no mistake that John is talking about Jesus Christ, who was crucified on the cross of Calvary for you and me, so that his the shedding of his blood could cleanse us. And that's what it means, washed us from our sins, uh, cleansed us. From our sins, we've, we've received forgiveness of sins. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission or uh, taking away, if you will. So when you see the word washed, it doesn't literally mean with water. It's talking about his blood, the shedding of his blood. Now, we don't take his blood and, and, and rub it on us. You know, some people might think, oh, that's what we got to do. No, we are washed, which simply means we're loosed or freed. We're loosed or freed. 
That's why when we say we're washed by the blood of the Lamb, you know, uh, what can wash me white as snow? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me, uh, you know, uh, whole? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Um, then there's, are you washed in the blood, in the precious blood of the Lamb? Uh, there's so many songs that have been written, but the songs don't do justice like the Word does. The Word tells us we are washed by His blood, in His blood. That reference alone tells us that washed means we're loosed from our sins. We're cleansed from our sins. We're forgiven of our sins. We're free. We are free. So um, that is a great way of understanding that John was uh, being revealed uh, who Jesus is, um, and he's being revealed what Jesus came to do. And then we're going to see further things that deals with the church. He hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Kings and priests. Now, uh, when you look at that, uh, of course, uh, you have to look and say that um, that is a that is a position of promotion. Everything that we read in the book of Revelation when the church is raptured out of here, uh, he, he promotes us. We have a promotion. So not only is uh, it talking about Jesus has made us kings and priests, uh, you know, we're, we're now received a promotion. Uh, we're, we've been exalted to a higher place with the Lord. We're saints of God. We are kings and priests. We are, uh, you know, you can read that in different places, uh, how that we are, uh, you know, kings and priests. We, we're going to rule and reign with him. So all of these things are tied up in this verse also. Then we see that uh, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Uh, dominion, of course, means authority and to have the oversight of, the control of. Uh, and so, yes, everything, all power in heaven and earth is in the hands of Jesus. And it begins to say in verse 7, Behold, he cometh with clouds. And every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall well because of him. So all are going to see. To see means to stare at something. Um, it is to, um, to uh, look at something uh, intently, or remarkable. So all eyes, all people shall see him. Doesn't matter. I'll back up here. Doesn't matter. Uh, every eye, every eye shall see him. They which pierced him, crucified him, pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth. That means everybody. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to well 
because of him. Now, that word well, I want to just uh, kind of bring us up to speed on verse 7, translating it with the other translations. That word well uh, means mourn, mourn. Uh, They're going to uh, lament, uh, you know, uh, lamentations are going to happen. They're going to lament. They're going to mourn for him. They're going to wail for him. So uh, that's what that word means. And I want to kind of give us the the Greek definition here, uh, if I can uh, bring it up quickly, because I want you to uh, just kind of get the full understanding because if we weep and well, that means we not only cry, but we cry out. You know, uh, in hell, there's going to be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. So there's going to be screams in hell. There's going to be uh, crying in hell. There's going to be uh, torment in hell, but not in heaven. In heaven, there'll be no tears. There'll be no crying. The former things are passed away. We're not going to have to worry about that. So I'm glad that that is what uh, the Bible reveals to us. Now, the word lament, well, uh, lament, I should say, mourn, uh, it's a primary verb uh, which means to beat the breast in grief. To beat the breast in grief, uh, to mourn, to... uh, to uh, strike, to smite, uh, and, and that basically just to beat one's breast in grief. If you, if you see someone who is really grieving and they begin to wail, they begin to either strike the breast or they will just cry out. And that's what is going to happen from all those that pierced him all those that uh, are kindreds of the earth that are not serving him, they're going to wail because of him. Even so, amen. Now, let's look at this and see, um, because um, it says in verse number 8, revealing who Jesus is, revealing who this book is about, And, of course, we know that the whole Bible is about Jesus. Uh, The Jehovah of the Old Testament is manifest as Jesus in the New Testament, so therefore the whole Bible deals with Jesus. But looking at this, we see that that, uh, verse number 8, it just begins to say, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord. And again, which is and which was, and which is to come, the, everybody say, the Almighty. Now, Jesus Christ is Almighty God. You can't get around from that. This verse in verse 8 simply reveals to us, remember this is revelation, a revealing of Jesus Christ, revelation of Jesus Christ. It's revealing that Jesus is Almighty God. Yes, he is. He is Alpha and Omega. That is the first and last letter of the Greek alphabet. Just like our American alphabet, we have A through Z. If it it was 
you know, interpreted in American, it would be I am A and I am Z. But it's written in Greek, so you have to refer to the Greek letters when he says I am Alpha, the first letter of the Greek alphabet, and Omega, the last letter. That's why he can say he's the beginning and he's the ending. He is the one which is it, which is, remember what we said? That is a revelation, an exposition of God's Old Testament name, I am, which is and was, which was, and which is to come, the, everybody say the, not one of the Almighty, not a, an Almighty, the Almighty. Jesus Christ is Almighty God. Alpha and Omega, the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. We understand that if if we can grab onto this and realize this is the revelation of Jesus Christ who is God Almighty, Isaiah 9 and 6 began to reveal who he is. He began to talk about, except you believe I am he, you shall die in your sins. Jesus himself saying that. There came a time when there was a call. If you just show us the Father, we'd be happy. And he said, have I been so long time with you that you don't know me? He that seen me seen, has seen the Father. So with that said, this revelation of Jesus Christ in the book of Revelation is so revealing to all. The veil's been let down. The veil, of course, we can talk about is uh, representing his flesh. So when you let down the flesh, you see God Almighty. That's right. That's who Jesus is. It's God in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. So with that, we see that uh, we have a lot of first and last scriptures, uh, Revelation 1 and 8, Revelation 22 and 12 and 13, and Revelation 17 and 18. Now, um, with those verses, uh, you're going to see that he is uh, the first and the last. So I'm going to just jump, if I can, right quickly to Revelation 22 and uh, verse number 23, and we'll come back, uh, or, or verse 22 and verse 12, I'm sorry, and we'll come back to where we got in verse number 8. But I want to bring this up. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to every man according to his work shall be. And verse 13 says, same thing, verse 8. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He wanted us to know who he is. That's why the revelation of Jesus Christ is so important. Now, I see our time is up for today, and I want to go back to uh, verse number 8 because uh, verse number 8 is um, is where we want to leave off today. And uh, with verse number 8, it just simply says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, saith the Lord. So we will pick up on verse number eight uh, tomorrow. And uh, uh, we want to uh, stop here because we don't want to put too much, uh, you know, and keep uh, 
you know, uh, cramming stuff and laying stuff up on us to where we get confused. We want to take our time and go through the book of Revelation. So uh, we hope that today's study has been a blessing to you. And uh, we want to go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to help us to understand what we read and to understand what we hear and to become doers and, uh, and of the word, but also to be able to realize who Jesus Christ is. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. Lord, thank you for your word, your word that has been revealed not only to John, but has been revealed to us. Help us to remain blessed by reading your word out loud to others and others hearing your word and receiving it. Lord, I pray that you would help us to rightly divide the word of truth, expound it fully, and if we misrepresent it in any way, forgive us and help us to correct it because we want to be able to give it line upon line and precept upon precept. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen. That will conclude our teaching session, and I hope that you have enjoyed the teaching session. That's lesson 1075 of our study through the Word, and we hope that you've enjoyed today's broadcast. Hope you will continue to join us uh, on a daily basis so we can study the Word together right here on CAC Daily iCast. And uh, so we want to get out of here and get some stuff done, and uh, don't forget, we do have our trivia question up and running. Our trivia question for today, how many undefiled stand on Mount Zion with the Lamb in Revelation. All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. Everybody have a great day because we are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.